0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Dig. I'm your host, Aaron Magum, and this week I'm going to talk about Voltron, the legendary Defenders. Voltron is a show that uh, was created by DreamWorks and Netflix, and it has spanned, I think, eight or nine seasons, but don't let that uh, fool you. Don't let that scare you from watching the show, because some of the seasons are very, very short. And it's one of those things that I think that uh, the way Netflix usually does it is... They put out a season, and then they kind of feel it out, and then sometimes there's such a high demand that they make another season that's very short. I believe one of the seasons is only six episodes, so I can't remember how many episodes there are in total. I want to say there's like 80 episodes in total, but uh, it is a show that I started watching. It started getting a little bit depressed, and of course, Voltron has a history, and it is one of the first animes that really kind of, uh, that and like Robotech were things that were on television. Uh, if you had cable back in the day, you could watch these anime series and they were mind blowing at the time because nobody had done anything like this. And that was before they called it anime and they called it Japanese animation. And, you know, uh, the original Robotech was cut. Um, a whole lot. It was multiple series cut together to make a whole new story and there's a big long history around that. But Voltron was around about the same time and, and also took a lot of uh it, it it grabbed a lot of people's interest and really kind of took off from there. And it was kind of it's one of those shows that was on and then kind of disappeared and nobody could really find it. Then it came and then it made a comeback when we had D V D and anime was making a huge comeback on um on disc. And even on VHS, but uh, DVD is really where anime took off because you could have the multiple soundtracks, you could have the Japanese with the subtitles, or you could have the dub, and you could also, you know, one of the things was a lot of a lot of the studios were bringing it over and releasing it without re-recording the voices, so they could just release it with the uh, dub or the, with the subtitle on there, and it was still selling very well. But also, anime was like super expensive; it was hard to. Uh, I remember when I was – there were things that were piquing my interest. There's a lot of – obviously a lot of science fiction anime. And there were things that I was really interested in, whether it would be a series or a movie or a couple movies. And I remember at the time that if I wanted to buy something like a a single DVD of anime, um, the best place to go was Best Buy if you were looking for something uh, that was – there were multiple stores of. They used to have a pretty good anime selection. But, I think a single disc was about was gonna run you between twenty five and thirty dollars, so if you got one and only had like four episodes on it, you figured that the episodes without the credits you're looking at about twenty minutes um so you were getting just you weren't even getting two hours of entertainment for that and that was when I started getting anime on Netflix on disc because that was the easiest and cheapest way to uh watch it you you could rent it all and they had a huge selection, so it was it was really – it was kind of taken off on there, and th- that grew um, larger and larger. Then you had some anime streaming services come out, and then with Netflix making their own anime series, that's how we get to Voltron. They've obviously done a lot of other things as well, but Voltron is one of those ones that I think if you're not an anime fan where you're not – it doesn't have all the regular anime tropes. It's not filled with that. I mean obviously it has some of those, but it's not filled with that. Um, the art is beautiful. The story is the story is just absolutely fantastic. So basically, we are a world kind of in crisis, and um, they slowly these people slowly start discovering the lions, and with the lions, the ability of the lions, they're able to um, help the world kind of stop some some wars, win some battles, and eventually they learn to be paladins to the lions and form Voltron, which is a force to be reckoned with. And it is a great story. Um, you have the paladins. You have the people who can give them the history of the lions and what the paladins mean. And paladins. I keep saying paladins, paladins. It's very hard to say. And so you have this nice rich history behind it. And what I like about the uh, story is that some people who are paladins end up not being them later on. Um, things switch around sometimes. There, are, sometimes there's a person who likes a certain lion and they bond to do their thing, and then later on they bond with a different lion, and et cetera, et cetera. There's a nice big backstory that I really enjoy of the history of this world. They, they've done a good job of making it, giving it a rich history, a rich background without bogging you down in minutia and bogging you down with. Uh, Telling a story that it just you, we don't need three episodes backstory for some person, so they kind of spread it out so you kind of get a feel and the flow and the pacing is very nice. Even with the short seasons, it all works out really well. I currently finished the series after. Um, I mean, I, I was way behind; I was uh, a couple seasons behind, and um, I have some friends who are into anime, and we we always talk about. It. And I, I was like uh, two seasons ahead, and then. I started watching other things and then they got all caught up and then they were like, "Oh, I finished it. And I was like, Oh, I really got to finish it. You know? So I went in and started watching it and I wasn't sure I was going to, it was going to grab me again. Sometimes you watch an anime and you get several seasons in then you just kind of like, eh, it's kind of like wears on you and you walk away. I think it's part of the problem with binging. A lot of times when you, if you binge a show rather than binging because you enjoy it, um, because it's on Netflix and you can just click the next button. It is, uh, it starts to wear on you, and you don't realize it. You start to kind of slowly fade out on what's going on, and it's not quite as an enjoyable experience. That has happened to me several times in the past um, with shows on Netflix, where I'm like, okay, I kind of, I'm like, 13 episodes, and I'm like episode eight, and I'm just kind of like forcing myself to watch, and I realize I'm not enjoying it, and I have to say, okay, I'm not enjoying this, so and go watch something else, and then come back to it. There's no hurry. I think that's part of the problem, especially like with the Marvel shows on Netflix. They drop – people binge them in two days and everybody's talking about it on social media so people don't want to be spoiled or whatever. And I think that um, the Marvel shows are probably the best example of shows where I've seen where people have kind of forced themselves through it and they haven't enjoyed it. And I kind of got caught up in that. I was like, man, we wanted so long to have uh, Marvel shows or shows these comic characters where they get a a series rather than uh, just a single movie or just have an appearance in a movie. We get so excited we started watching them and then we kind of forget that we're, we're just trying to burn through it so fast and we're not really enjoying it and so I've learned to if I'm not enjoying it or if I am get to a point I'm watching a thing in 20 minutes and I'm like wait a minute where did this other character come from that means that I started to drift off and do other things um, I do watch TV like would that, that be my only focus? But a lot of times I watch TV at night after I get home at work and I work study afternoon. So when I get home, it's usually later and it's usually time to catch up on my email or, uh, you know, take the dogs out there. There's always, there's always something going on rather than just focusing. And sometimes I start to drift off and then I realize that, um, I, the last half hour, I haven't even been paying attention to what was on TV. So I try not to do that. I try to see if it's something that grabs me. There's been a lot of shows like that where I'm watching it, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then I'm like, well, if I'm not paying attention, then it's not grabbing my attention, and life is too short, and I'll go watch something else. Um, a lot of times I've done that, and then people have said, ah, you have to go back and watch it. It's really good. And I've gone back, and I know people, people always uh, say that, They hate when somebody, when they watch something and like everybody's like, you got to give it three or four episodes. You got to give it three or four episodes before it really takes off. And they're like, nah, did that before and got burned. Well, I'm one of those people. A lot of times I watch something and I force my, I usually give it three episodes. If I'm not, if it's not grabbing me in three episodes, then I tap out. But um, almost always it pays off for me. You know, it works out. With Voltron, you're not going to have that problem. Usually it grabs you right away. It's It's got fascinating animation, great, everything about it. It's just really well put together production-wise. But the story is where it's what matters, right? I know people talk about production quality and production, the money spent on production. And um, at the end of the day, if you're telling me a good story, I don't really care much about that. There can be things that look kind of cheap. I don't care. I just want a good story. I want to I want to lose myself in the story. And that's exactly what happens in Voltron. And what I really liked about Voltron is that it, is, it has an ending. You know, we get to the end. It doesn't, we don't just fade out, and that's it. Uh, there's a mission to accomplish, um, several missions ultimately, but we get to the end. And we see what happens to these characters. My my favorite thing was the end credits. When it's all done, it shows a still of the characters and talks about what they're doing, you know, how many years later, what what became of them. And I really like that. You know, I like what happens. Now, this is a spoiler, a minor spoiler. Um some, some people might think it's a major one, but I have to mention this because this was the selling point for me. This is one of the things I thought was really cool. In the beginning of the series, they don't know where the lines are at, they come across them. It's time that something happens. It's time for the lions to to come together, you know, to help out, find paladins, and form Voltron because there's there's uh, some kind of great evil in the world, right? At the end, the lions go away that on their own. And what I like about that is that means that we can get another series later on, set at some other later date. It could be a hundred years from from this date. And them discovering the lions all over again, but this time around, we'll kind of have the history of um, we'll know we'll know the history because we we'll, we have seen all of it of the paladins of the past. You know, my hope is that at some point in time, we do another series and we have one or two pal- paladins. I can, still can't say that word that are still alive, and they know about the lions and. They have to help other younger paladins come in and um, train them and take care of, the you know, train the lions, train them, help them find the lions, and connect with them all over again. Um, that would be interesting to me because we have this history now, and I hope that is what happens. But um, Voltron is not something you're wasting your time on. Even the filler episodes, and all anime have filler episodes. Some anime that have like, you know, 700 episodes, they have a lot of filler. And, and that's when I start to tune out because it has, because to me, if you're, if you're telling the story, you know, anime tends to use a lot of episodes to tell a story that could be told in a quarter of many episodes. And I know some people like that. They like to be able to watch um, all of that stuff. And I'm not being critical. That's just kind of the way anime is. For example, One Piece, I love the manga. It moves much quicker than the anime, but I love the manga. It's just, it's fantastic. I love the storytelling. I love the ideas created of the uh, devil fruit and stuff like that that give you different abilities, but the anime is so freaking slow. It is just, it, it really, there's a lot of filler, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of filler in the episodes themselves that are telling a story as opposed to having a filler episode. The difference is, for those of those you who don't watch anime or have never seen a filler episode, um, a filler episode – a good filler episode on television would be like when you have that Steve Austin is in a coma and what's going on in his mind and we're reliving all these all these greatest hits from the past season. That's kind of a filler episode. Well, that is a filler episode, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. With anime, it's a little bit different. You have something that's kind of – you might have one character we're looking at and something completely unrelated to the story happening. And the filler episodes – that they had in Voltron. There have, there's not many. There might be three or four of them are actually contribute something to the story, but they're actually entertaining and a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed what they did with them. I thought it was... To, to me, those are perfect fillers. For example, there is one where all of the Paladins end up on this intergal- weird intergalactic game show where they have to answer trivia questions. And you're like, oh my God, this is so silly. But it was fun. It was funny. It worked real well. And at the end... We get a comment that the person doing this um is a world renowned um more universally renowned uh, game show or you know a, a universally renowned person or being, and he only does to people that can be true heroes so you you know that since they were chosen that means that they are true heroes and uh, it's something along those lines and it, um, I just thought it was really it was a fun episode, and it had a meaning to the characters. It wasn't just meaningless that went nowhere fast. And so I really enjoyed when they did a filler episode like that that actually contributed to the overall story and the overall characterization. Now, what they've really done here, besides telling a great story, and one of the reasons it made one of the reasons the story is so great is because they make you feel for the characters. You really connect with all the characters. Usually, when you have an ensemble cast of many characters, um, it's hard to connect. It's hard to have get a feeling for every single one, but they did. They managed to do that. I think that uh, they did a great job um, making us understand all the characters, even the annoying ones and why they're annoying. Um, even the ones that are, um, yeah, you, know, you have certain characters who are just quiet and kind of emo-like, but we learn why and it all makes sense. And I really enjoyed what they did with that. So Voltron is a winner for me. I, I, I highly recommend you give it a shot. Um, I love the music. I love the art and. Um, everything about the production was top notch. Um, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix now. I don't know if there's a DVD or a disc release of it, but if you really want it, it's worth it to get Netflix for a month and just burn through it. You know, it really is something that it's kind of hard not to watch one episode after the other. It really is an enjoyable series, but keep in mind when you're watching these things, if you're starting to get bored, if you're starting to drift away, you don't have to keep it up. Don't put don't put restraints on yourself. That's my thing I want people to know don't put restraints on yourself that like I can only watch this because I'm halfway through and I want to finish it if you want to finish it then you want to finish it because it's so good you don't want to finish it because you feel you have to finish it and it seems stupid to say that but I see friends and people I know getting caught up in there like oh, I'm trying to make it through it. I'm trying to get to the end I want to finish it so I can watch the next thing it's like you can watch the next thing right now Unless it's a series and you want to watch more of the same thing, in which case, well, if you're not enjoying this, you're not going to enjoy it next season. You know, you kind of got to stay with it and get all the backstory. But take a break. Go watch something else. Go read a book. Go, go outside. Go cut the grass. Go do something else to take your mind off it and give it time to digest because a lot of these – I'm finding a lot of the um, series are not dumbing down the audience Like, you know, they're not being dumbed down for the audience. A perfect example of this, I'm switching gears here, is the current season of Young Justice. Now, those of you that uh, watched Young Justice back when it was on uh, TV, you know that season one was fantastic. Everybody loved it. It was really good. We get to see all these characters and it was great. And then they brought out season two and they renamed it, something else. So everybody in the world who had a DVR that had except to record Young Justice missed the new episodes at the beginning of them because they renamed it and the DVR didn't pick it up. They called it Young Justice Invasion, I think. So that's a completely different name. So the DVR did not pick it up. And so people had to scramble to try to try to find it. Well, what happened was that they made a smart, intelligent superhero series that everybody enjoyed, critically acclaimed, but... Because of that, it was selling no toys, and because no toys were selling, they canceled it. Which is just, I don't know. I, I still I understand their point of view, but at the same point in time, if you're making a television show, it's a television show. If you can sell toys, great. But if you're making it just to be a commercial for toys, then you need to rework the show to make it more like He-Man, and uh, and and not put the effort into making a good show because you're just you're in it to sell merchandise. And so anyway. We finally get the new season on DC Universe, and the way they're doing it is they're releasing three episodes at a time for the week, and I'm okay with that. I don't mind the wait. I don't mind um, you know, the fact that we're getting several episodes at a time. It's okay. I, it, it makes the pacing kind of nice, and this show is even smarter and more in-depth than any of their seasons. On one hand, there's things about I'm not enjoying quite as much. There's, there's, there's less action and more story. Um, but on the other hand, I am super excited that they're they're dealing with a serious um, story element and trying to find the workaround for it. So I'm, and I also love the fact that there's we get to see a lot of different characters. Even if it's only um, for a few minutes, we're getting to see a huge array of DC heroes, and I really am enjoying that part of it. With all that being said, I've been thinking a lot about DC Universe. I know I've talked about this a lot, but this is the first uh, – this is the first – Streaming service with you know not not counting Netflix and stuff like that, but the first like unique with a small niche audience that I've subscribed to for multiple months. Like I said, when I got it, I got it for oh, for fifteen months at five bucks a month. So I really can't uh, I really can't complain too much about that about the cost. But as I th- think rethink DC Universe. Um, the video content aside, like I said, I'm I'm sorely disappointed in what they're doing with the comics. It it's just it's dumb. But I would have some somebody asked me today if I recommend they get it. I would tell them no. Um, I would wait until the shows drop that you want, and then get it for a couple months, and then watch it. Watch those shows, and then drop it because not only do we have the issue with the comics, but I thought by this point in time that they would have the interface. Uh, fixed. And it is not. I'm not sure who's designing the interface, but it is poor. I mean, the interface is poor. Like, for example, if I go to the website, I can find everything that I want, okay? I don't stream on my computer. I stream on my TV or my phone, mostly my TV. If you go to your TV and you pull up, say, Titans, so you're watching Titans, and it's the new week and a new episode comes up, you can't just click on... The current episode you have to you have to dig around, and doesn't show you everything that's on there. It just shows you whatever they're featuring this week. You have to find the Titans series. You got to click on that. Then it's backwards. It shows you it starts at episode one, as opposed to sh- starting at the episode you left off off at. And you got to scroll till you find the most current episode. Now, when you get done with the current episode, it shows you the next episode. Well, when you click on that. It shows you a trailer and tells you it's available next week. Well, why even put it up there? I mean, why not have something there to notify you that it's not really an episode? Um, It's really backwards. There's a lot of digging going on. It doesn't show an episode as being watched unless you watch the entire thing, including the the end credits, which is kind of a pain in the butt. Um, But it just needs some work. It needs to have... That, you know whatever you're, why can't you just show me what i'm currently watching i'm i'm logged in just show me what i last watched and obviously think ahead that i want to watch the next episode if it's available but it doesn't do that if you want stuff that you can't find on the app you have to go to the website and add to your add to your uh playlist as it were and then hopefully you can find it on there. I mean, you can go and you can search. You can go to the search menu and you can type in letters and search for stuff and find things that way. But the whole interface on the TV is is just really kind of a mess. And I I still don't understand the comic thing. Every time I look on there for comics, I get frustrated all over again. I'm like, why is they, are they making it so difficult? If you're paying a monthly fee, just give me all the comics you have digitized. It doesn't make. – they're leaving money on a table because people people that could get all the DC comics would get it just for that. The video would be a bonus. And they're just kind of like – I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're working toward – but even if they're working towards a Warner Brothers network with all the Warner Brothers stuff and they're going to bring that stuff over, then – even then, we still have the issue of the comics on the DC app, which is kind of ridiculous. Now, there's no flash or error or anything, and I understand the rights behind that because it, it's on other services, but it seems as though from what I'm reading, what I've been investigating about this, that like a lot of the comics are now ava- I mean, might be different ones, but they're available on Amazon and Comixology for their all-you-can-eat thing that you're paying a monthly fee for. Um, a lot of the shows are going to go to other services after a set amount of time. So my thing is, if you're going to ship all these shows off the Netflix or wherever, then what's the point of me subscribing to your service anyway? As Last I read, the service is not making money. And it just seems to me that it's just kind of a no-brainer. But at this point in time, they've kind of uh, disillusioned the audience. When you say, D-C- you're DC Universe. You know everything DC. It's not everything DC. It's not remotely everything DC. And I understand the rights for the shows, but the comics, they own the rights for the comics. They can put them up there because they take them back down. So obviously they have the rights. So why not just say, hey, we have all the comics all the time. They're here. And also you can see live action stuff. And we have these other shows as well. Why not throw everything up there and bring people in that way. But the way they're doing it, like I said, they're just opening themselves up to pirating for the sole fact if you're reading Teen Titans and you get to episode or issue eleven and then suddenly they pull it down. They only had twenty issues to begin with. <clears throat> if somebody's reading it, they're like, I want to read the next issue. They're already paying for it. They're not going to go and pay for it again. They're just going to find a torrent and download it. It's as simple as that. You know, I don't understand the uh the mindset behind it, and I don't. And I, the thing is, is like anybody that that is paying for it and then wants to download comics. I'm I'm sorry. I don't. I don't have any guilt. I'm not gonna say you know you really shouldn't do that. They're already paying them. They're giving them money every month, and it was their decision to pull the comics when they were up there two weeks ago, or a week ago, or yesterday. So that's that's on them. They they're just I don't understand it. They they didn't learn anything from the music service or some of the video services, and it's. uh It just seems kind of silly to me. It just seems like a waste of uh, effort on their part to do that. Um, When in fact, there's people out there who will pay good money. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who are DC fans who want a DC comic service, just like Marvel unlimited Marvel unlimited. You get all the comics. There's a six month gap between the, between when the comic drops physically to the time it shows up on the service. So you have a six month gap, which is six issues, not a big deal. And, you can still fall right along you're 6 months behind and there's no reason in this day and age to be current on everything there's so much available that there's so much to read that you're going to there's plenty of things to, to find to occupy your time i know there's some series that are like this is so good i can't wait for the next one but if you're already 6 months behind after about 2 or 3 months of that you're like okay i can't wait till the next one and the next one's going to be the one that's 6 months old for you you know what i mean so it's uh i don't know uh, right now i would say if you're going if you're th- if you're on the fence about it If you think, you know, I try to give you all the information so that you can make an informed decision. But honestly, as far as streaming services go, if you're going to invest in, say, uh, DC Universe or CBS All Access, um, CBS All Access at least has a ton of shows on it. And they, you know, they're not uh, showing anywhere else right now unless you live outside the country. So I would say get CBS All Access. It's a little bit more money. Um if you well, I'm not sure. I mean if you pay by pay by month it's cheaper. But um you know, at least it has Star Trek Discovery and the Star Trek's and they're gonna be new there's some other shows on there as well and they're working on a Twilight Zone or whatever. But uh Star Trek Discovery started this month or this yeah. This this month and um I've seen the first episode, and it is fantastic. And they did the thing that I wanted them to do since everybody was nitpicking about uniforms and all the things that people nitpick about, which is kind of silly, is they had somebody in the gold uniform, which is kind of updated. You know, it's, uh, it's the way a uniform would look now if we were designing uniforms, which is exactly what's happening. And somebody made a comment about the, oh, hey, you guys got the new uniforms. And that took care of the whole thing right there. This, these these new uniforms discovery doesn't have them yet and uh they had captain pike and he did a great job i think of uh of showing him as a captain and even having his own flaws and everything i thought he was really great as a captain and really great at uh working with the uh the people on discovery and the action and everything was top notch um the visuals were amazing. they did a fantastic job. I know people some people have been ragging on discovery. well, you people are nuts. This show is great. I love everything about it I'm really enjoying the heck out of it and um I can't wait for more. I know there's gonna be some uh episodes that are bogged down or maybe kind of duds um and I'm still waiting for that to happen. There's some that aren't as interesting as others, but I love the characters. I love the action, and I love the stories they've been telling and so i'm I'm all in on this I, I really it has been a long time since I have gotten this excited about a Star Trek series. And you can take this series, you can take season one of this series and put it up against any of the offshoots of besides TOS. And season one of, of Discovery has been better than any of those for the first season. I mean, people forget that season one and season two of TNG was bad. I um, mean, we we loved it because it was Star Trek and it was on TV and we had these new characters and that part was fascinating, but overall the stories were not that great. Um, there was a lot, I mean, I, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking it, don't get me wrong, it's like, I love it. But at the time, um, you know, we loved it because it's what, what we had, but it was, it had a lot of issues. Um, same thing with any of the other tracks. I mean, D, Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite track behind TOS, the first season, um, the production value was in the toilet in this case it was something that really showed when you had a uh, space station that had a promenade and you saw the same four people keep parading behind the characters because they were making it trying to seem like it was busy when in fact it wasn't it really didn't work for me it, it, and uh, now it you you watch it now and you get the later since you see that they spent money on it and try to put it together and make it look more like a bustling space station it really um, makes it seem more chaotic and more like a space station would be, you know, a waypoint. And, uh, I really like that. And then you look at Voyager, um, Voyager gets a bad rap. Uh, There are a lot of really good episodes on Voyager. I mean, really standout episodes that I remember and kind of grab you and you're like, it still make me think about things to this day. But when you got to that to the later seasons of that, man, it's like, they did not have money, um for production they did not like there was a there was a scene when they're on a frozen planet and nobody's has frosty breath they're all just breathing normally like oh, i'm so cold and i'm like but you don't have any mist coming out of your mouth you can't be I, it was weird and it really took me out of it And usually things like that i don't i usually don't if the story's good enough i don't n- notice that minutiae but in this case i'm like it can't be that cold because you don't even have frosty breath it was just kind of silly you know it's bad enough that the ice um, set didn't look icy, but the fact that you're doing that, it was just like, ah, it's not really working for me, you know? But anyway, so no box sets this week. I will get back to that shortly. I promise to do more reviews because while well, I have plenty of them to review and apparently I have new ones coming in the mail. So I will, uh, I will doing, be doing some reviews of some new box sets to me, but probably old because they've probably been out for 10 years, but I'm excited to. Uh, to investigate that and give you a full report on what i'm getting um that's it for me if you want to talk to me, if you want to email me scifidig dig at gmail.com dot com is where I can be found Scifidig.com dig dot com is the website where I post all the uh all the episodes we also have forums that are kind of ah, it's a work in progress you know I want people to go on there and join in, but at the same point in time, I can understand that you know it's just easier you know the Facebook is easier I get that you know I just don't really go on there, but um So feel free to carry on and talk about the show where I can't hear about it. I'm cool with that. You know, whatever you got to do. Until next time, this is Aaron for the Sci-Fi Dig Podcast. Over and out.